0: So I thought I'd start this episode with um, a clip of like whoever won US elections but then I forgot that uh, the way they do elections over there is absolutely fucking bad shit and it takes them like four days to sort it out. So you're just going to have me talking about it anyway. In a words public enemies, Chuck D, bring the noise. On the Fifth Win Podcast Network, I am Charlie Taylor, and this is what's good. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you've all had a good week in the circumstances, and the circumstances are funnier shit everywhere. But everywhere, I just mean here in the US, because it's, it's, it's just I don't know. Well, I'll get I'll get to that um <clears throat> I'll get to that uh, pointer layer on in the episode, but uh, yeah, it's um. It's been, it's been an interesting week, uh, obviously, uh, you know, I'm going to lock down two electric boogaloo, literally as this episode drops, <laughs> or the day this episode drops, so happy days, happy days, gonna have that for another four weeks, yippee skippy. um, I was gonna change on my side, so I'm usually inside anyway, so it don't really matter for me, but obviously for everyone else it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a fuckery, but uh, you know, it is what it is, um. <clears throat> So, uh, yeah, and obviously US election's going on as I speak, um, I think at the moment Biden is leading, and they've got like, uh, five states to go or something like that, so yeah, it's not, it's not, not, uh, too far off, so, uh, as I speak, uh, Biden 238, Trump two thirteen, two seventy 270 obviously to win, and the US election is stupid, um, so yeah, apart from that, everything's, uh, Decent, co, okay. not bad. Uh, I've Got some work done during the weekend. Happy about that. Happy to get that out of the way. Uh, it's been pretty chill the past couple of days. You know what I mean? Monday, and Tuesday, not been too bad. You know what I mean? Just uh, keeping it, keeping it a bit light on the workload for me, myself, a bit. Cause I went a bit hard in the, in the weekend, so I decided to uh, keep myself a bit calm on that front. I got some, uh, I got some shampoo for my hair, and the reason why I say that is because it's different from usual. Um, I usually, uh, well, well, I can't be get my hair situation, but uh, this is the first time I have bought hair for uh, for black hair. Um, it's, it's literally made for, you know, men of colour. And I was just like, bro, that's kind of interesting. Let me give it a go. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a cool little thing. you got like a shampoo conditioner uh, combo, and then you've got like a, a hair moisturiser. Uh, Which I've never had before, so that was that's kind of interesting. Um, Makes my hair smell clean. Not gonna lie, it smells um really. Can't really explain it. I can't really explain the smell, but it smells good. Um, It's not like fruity or anything. It's like a small earthy feel or earthy smell. But um, you know, not to get into hair care reviews, but (laughs) YouTube coming soon. But you know, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 cool, and uh, my hair feels my hair feels real nice. I'm 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 enjoying the experience so far, and uh, I've got some. uh, Restocked and some uh, Avino cream because I'm a vino gang all day every day. But yeah, apart from that, um, not too bad, not too bad. Um, so October's finally over. Had nobody knock on my door for Halloween. <sighs> you know that's a good day for me. That's a good night for me, boy. Love it, love it, love it. Here for it every day of the well. I don't want to say every day of the week, but every every year, every every thirty first of October because <laughs> fuck that noise and yeah what else is there uh, nothing else but anyway it's all good and uh, we have um have a good slate of episodes uh, of this episode i uh, got two music uh, one film and tv and obviously one life. Uh, the life one i will just warn you is going to be one of those just one of those brain dumps i like to give now and again you know what i mean just, just some just some thoughts i've had in the past uh, you know week or so well well uh, not in the past week or so, but just collated in the past weeks, and you know, just I'm just gonna like let it out, and whatever comes first comes first, and we'll see how that goes, shall we? Yay! Nothing like an impromptu sesh of a uh, of thought dump. Uh, but yeah, the other three are, are much more, uh, <laughs> are much more concise. Uh, so uh, we'll get to those first, and uh, yeah. So without further ado, format before we begin. Email at IG, Facebook as well. Oh, and I actually, I actually want to say this. I'm, I'm, I'm putting this on wax, and there's actually two things I need to say. Actually, but I need to put on wax. So, firstly, I am going to make a mission for myself to deactivate my Facebook by the end of the year. Like by, by the time 2021 comes through, I want to be off Facebook. I want to have that shit deactivated. I want that account deactivated, right? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and make that. I'm gonna try and make that mission. I'm gonna try and make some time to save all the shit I want to save you know what i mean and then uh, just deactivate that motherfucker you know what i mean so i'm gonna try, i'm trying i'm trying to do that uh, later later on in the couple of in the later months obviously as we uh, wrap up 2020 and also um just kind of a, a program note um i'm going to uh, not have any new episodes of What's good in the month of december um i'm just a uh, no well the only particular reason to be honest is uh, i want to Focus on uh, the end of year lists I do that I write up um, every year and obviously edit a few other peoples if they want to do it, get some friends of Vivy on that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, I just want to, you know, make some time for it. So uh, I am rinsing out what's good for the, for the, for just for the month, you know, by the time January 2021 comes back, what's good will be back in action. Um, but yeah, throughout uh, the weeks of December, there will be no what's good. So we have a few more episodes obviously in November. And uh, then we'll uh, cut it off and uh, just uh, you know just uh, go to sleep for going going go hibernation mode for the next month. So we have one, two, three, four episodes left this month, and uh, and then we'll be uh, away for the month of December. So I just wanted to let you guys know off the bat of that program note. No was good for the month of December, but I will be back in January, bigger and better as always always improving, so yeah, I think that's everything, everything in the full show notes, yada yada yada, let the beat drop, and let's get into the show. That was a really long intro, wasn't it, fucking six minutes, (laughs) Uh, in a week where Sean Connery dies, age 90, salute. Uh, Lockdown 2 is here, yay. Already mentioned, obviously. Uh, Lewis Hamilton wins in Imola, locking up Mercedes' record-breaking 7th straight Constructors' Championship. At least 54 people were killed in a rebel attack in Ethiopia's restive Oromia region at the weekend. And as a more uh, interesting note, uh, Baby Shark passes Despacito to become the most viewed YouTube video. And, uh... If if those two things ain't like you know just being mentioned in twenty twenty the sign of the apocalypse I don't know why it's because Jesus Christ I feel I feel like it should be illegal to have those two mentioned in the same sentence like ugh ugh I just get I feel I feel my soul dying if, uh, as soon as I said it <laughs> oh such so a but anyway uh, let's get started uh, with the first of two music segments uh, this episode and uh, I just found this uh, little uh, report or a report of the report of um, a UK industry study, UK music industry study, sorry, um, and basically just like, uh, you know, looking into what, what do you think, uh, you know, just representation, um, in, in executive roles, all that kind of stuff, you know, I'm interested in that kind of stuff, and uh, I found it in terms of music, and I thought it would be interesting to look up uh, just for just for kicks. Um, so this is UK music, uh, UK music industry study, diversity increased stores at senior levels. This is by Laura Snapes of The Guardian. The senior levels of the UK music industry remain stubbornly white and male, with black, Asian, and minority ethnic employees making up only 19.9% of executive roles and women 40.4% according to a study. The latest biennial, it's biennial, it's, bi, bi, biennial. it's not biannual, so that's obviously every other year, but what's biennial? Interesting, I don't know. I'll look up there. Uh, the latest biennial Music UK report into industry diversity found general signs of progress, black and Asian minority... Okay, I'm just saying BMU because that's just annoying. Uh, representation across the board rose from 17.8% in 2018 to 22.3% in 2020. Gender participation has held steady with women representing 49.6% of industry roles, marginally up from 49.1% two years ago. But despite an increase of gender and ethnic uh, Ethnicity diversity at nearly every level, career de- development for these groups remains sluggish, with representation tailing off in higher age and income brackets. The number of women in the 45 to 64 age group has fallen from 38.7% in 2018 to 35% in 2020. Nadia Khan of Women in Control, an organization that supports women in the music industry, said ageism was quote unquote rife. An older woman, uh, another quote: An older woman is seen as past it, whereas older men are seen as wise and accomplished. Yeah, so uh, just a music, honey, just a music. Uh, Unquote. Uh, Andrea Magdalena is founder of She Said. uh, Dot s uh, she said, "So love it." A uh, global community of women and non-binary people in the music industry. She described a number of challenges facing facing women's advancement in the music industry, including maternity policies, and the requirement to attend late night events. "Quote: it's, mu- uh, it's a much better environment for young people who don't have personal commitments or family and can afford to go out for show for a show every night. Ha! Huh, that's the dream." Uh, unquote. She's called attention to the confidence to the confidence gap between men and women in the industry and affirmed the importance of non-cognitive training in skills such as the art of negotiation and countering imposter syndrome. Cheryl Nwosu, chair of the Black Music Coalition, BMC, um, and a barrister at 25 Bedford Row, said that cultural change was needed to address the career progression of black uh, BAME groups. Uh, Quote, there are so many reasons people at entry entry or middle levels uh, sometimes don't make it up in the ranks race-based issues, microaggressions, and lack of understanding of what they need to be, of what they need to be supported in their work. It's a weird word of sentence, uh, which comes from a lack of understanding of their background and skill sets unquote. Racially homogeneous executive departments perpetuate the issue, said Inmosu. Uh quote "When employers go forward with for appraisals, uh, sometimes when you have one set of people doing those appraisals, they're looking for people who look like them. Oh, preach, unquote. Um, <laughs> I should say unquote and then woo, preach. But, you know, I, mean, I think you guys got that. <laughs> she didn't say that, obviously. In uh, a <laughs> 10.7 proposals, UK Music set out a plan to promote the cultural change that who described. Led by Chair Amo Tawa MBE and Deputy Chair Paulette Long OBE, its diversity task force spent nine months in c- consultation with music industry figures to address the challenges facing the career development of black uh, BAME employees meeting many of the requests set out in an open letter published by the BMC following the groups formation this summer UK music executive Jamie and Joku Goodwin said quote if our music industry is to tell the story of modern day britain then it needs to look like modern day britain too this groundbreaking report is an important step towards achieving that unquote. UK music members among them uh, the association of independent music british pho- phonographic industry and the musicians union And uh, the Musicians' Union and Performing Rights Society have committed to investing in recruitment and training to ensure a diversity of candidates and fair career opportunities, as well as programs to increase diversity in middle and senior management, working towards uh, targets of 30% uh, BAME representation and gender equality. Each member will develop diversity policies and targets and invest in social organizations whose, whose work relates to gender and race. The controversial term "urban music," yes, oh, God love it, God love the urban music. It is also to be replaced in all reports and communication by specific genre terms or "quote unquote" black music. Okay, that's more that's more straight to the point, I guess, because you know it's kind of what they were talk that what they always talk about. You know, what I mean, not what what was it what was the old one uh the the Grammys had the no recently changed? Was it urban contemporary? Fuck off. <laughs> uh, so I guess black music is more to the nose. Uh, it gets more to the point. Uh, members will also stop using the acronym BAME. Ah, oh. hardy But, you know, homegirls used it in the... I mean, she she, she made it purposefully not to use it in this article, but I'm using it just to, you know, speed up time, because that's basically what she's saying. She keeps saying black, minority, uh, uh, black Asian, minority, ethnic, but she never puts BAME. This is interesting that she's, you know, shied away from it, but, like, in terms of just for time, I just say BAME, because that's what she's saying. Anyway... The BMC welcomed the latter point, but Nwosu said attention must be paid uh, to participation of individual ethnic groups. Quote, within each particular group, you have separate communities that may be affected and underrepresented in different ways. For example, a different parts of the Asian community may be nowhere to be found. Then you can see their barriers to entry, which may be very different to the barriers related to, say, the white Irish traveller community, who would also be covered under this acronym as a minority group. Hmm, unquote, interesting. Interesting. Uh, some UK members have uh, UK music members have already taken action following the music industry blackout held in June, following the death of George Floyd. PRS for Music and uh, unconscious bias training was now mandatory for all employees. The Ivors Academy, which campaigns for the interests of songwriters, lyricists, and composers, dramatically diversified its board this year, reaching gender parity and raising uh, BAME. Uh, from uh, representation from 6% to 25% and disability representation from 6% to 13%. So, on that. Uh, The 10-point plan will also seek to improve transparency around the gender and ethnic pay gap. 2020 report is the first to survey income disparity. Um... Paying attention to socio-economic conditions would lead to a fairer industry, said uh, Magdalena. Quote, the fact that we're also asking interns to work for two years before they get paid is ridiculous and ensures that only a select part of the population can afford to start building a career in music, unquote. UK Music's Diversity Task Force was established in 2015, published the first report in 2016. Reports were released every two years, record 3,670 music industry employees to part this year, the British music industry contributes 5.2 billion pounds per year to the UK economy and underpins uh, 190,000 jobs. A little, little quick uh, fact note for you at the end of it. I, I find that really interesting. I find the whole tone of this actually much more interesting than the uh, than the other reports that I've like um, covered in the past, you know, months and the past year or so. Because I feel like with like you know, when, when I when I see film and especially TV ones, uh, the 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 tone of it just sounds so lackluster to me. Um, it it just sound like maybe it's because like I'm more obviously <coughs> invested, I guess, um, in the film and TV industry, and just like you know, I feel like I, I feel like it's my obligation to know these kind of things. Um, but and obviously, music is more of a more of a interest for me in um, more than anything and I'm not actually looking to be in the music industry so to speak um, so I, I wonder if that's just me and how I see it and how I read it and how I you know uh, comprehend it but I just feel like the tone's different here compared to the others I feel like the tone's more um, you know while it while you know the headline itself obviously says diversity increase stalls at senior levels I feel like the actual words coming, uh, coming out here, uh, sound more proactive, you know, what I mean, having the Ivor's Academy, you know, such a, you know, a, a, pre- a prestigious, um, name in the music, in, in the British music industry, and, you know, how they've just immediately just, like, you know, um, uh, uh well, well, how dramatically diversified its board, like, this year, just, boom, just made it happen, you know, what I mean, just, it, it just seems much more proactive, where, like, when it comes to seeing the film industry, and especially the UK TV industry, it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, well, the numbers are not good, but, you know, we're gonna keep trying, you know, I mean, it's just, it's so, it's so pinky promise, you know what I mean, it's so, like, just make it happen, like, it, 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 all this, there's a lot of politics behind it, you know what I mean, have how they word shit, like, I, I um, I watched a um, like a like a mini, I, I don't know how how you word it, just like a talk, you know. What I mean, just one of those on- online talks conferences, whatever you want to call them, right? And had um, uh, June Sarpong, um, I forget her position at the BBC, but it's like um, you know, relatively higher one and uh, pertains to diversity, and you know, what I mean, just trying to. Basically, you know, giving her the job to, you know, up the numbers on that front and uh, hook up programming from a diversity perspective and improve programming from a diversity perspective. Um, and he also had, like, uh, Munya Chihuahua as well. Obviously, the social media, Don, give him every bag. Bro, That uh, just a side note, that guy came out with a fucking a <laughs> a lockdown 2 rap to uh, Montel Jules. Is this how we doing? It's so OP. It actually slaps. Anyway, um, yeah, and he had uh, a couple other people. Um, and I was, I was, I was, you know, I was, I was watching it for like ten, fifteen minutes. You know what I mean? I was just, uh, just quickly, and I was like, and I don't know. It was just like, I, it just, it just didn't hit. Like, it just, it never hits. Whenever they talk about, you know, uh, what's not, what's not on, you know, what needs to change, it's just so. I don't know. It's just so political. It's just so. It doesn't come off as a, a real, you know. I'm gonna shake the I'm gonna change the game kind of thing you know and I mean it doesn't seem that doesn't seem very proactive it just seems so and even if it does it sounds very very extremely incrementalist like just, just op incremental just we're gonna change it one percent every fucking year it's just like guys it's not hard it, it shouldn't be hard I want to say it's I want say it's easy obviously I don't know but you know it it shouldn't be hard it really shouldn't like, it it shouldn't be hard to find people in the uh, in in music like of of color or just non white. Let's just say that, right? And the little tidbit about uh, Irish uh, travelers being a, a technically minority was I didn't even know that, honestly. But you know, I guess uh, I, I guess it's um, it must be just me. Uh, I'm not sure if like if you if you guys you know read that and just like, you see it a bit differently let me know because I I don't know maybe it's just because I'm not you know career wise invested in the music industry obviously Um, and just when I see film and TV statistics I'm just like wow you guys just want to make it hard you just want to make life hard man so maybe, maybe it's just me maybe it's just how I see So move on to film and tv and uh, I found this great uh, interview well yeah kind of interview I guess uh, from uh, Christopher Nolan he actually has a, a book coming out uh, not by him but it's obviously about him uh, by Tom Schoen it's called uh, the Nolan Variations the Movies Mysteries and Marvels of Christopher Nolan um, so if you guys are Nolan files uh, get into that obviously I don't know when it's coming out but if it's out go copy it, whatever, do you? I don't really not, I don't know why I'm saying this, I'm not <laughs> fucking promoting it, who gives a shit um, but yeah, I kind of find this uh, whole interview interesting, it says between the two and it's, you know, mainly about the book, um, but there are also some interesting t- 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 pointers uh, that N- Nolan gives uh, throughout the interview um, the interview, uh, the title of the article itself is uh, Why Christopher Nolan gave in and helped to critic interpret his movies uh, by Josh Rottenberg of the LA Times um, but there are just some interesting uh, notes I just uh, found from it, um, and I just wanted to, you know, just just dive into just a little bit. You know, what I mean, I'm, so I'm gonna, I'm not gonna read the whole interview because I don't really care about the book. <laughs> um, I care more about just about the 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 the, the little the little things that he, he comes across with. Uh, specifically, when he talks about um, Tenet. um he basically talks about how his performance. Now he's happy with it. Um, but also talks about the industry at large and uh, just basically how he feels and that kind of thing. Now, I just wanted to talk about that specifically. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to cherry pick some uh, quotes here. It's not going to be the whole thing. If you want to get into the whole interview, the link's obviously in the full show notes if you want to go uh, get into that and in some uh, thoughts by Tom Schoen as well. Um, but, yeah, I just, I'm just going to get into the purely Nolan opinions on, you know, Tenet itself, uh, the performance of the film and just uh, I guess the future of uh, the film industry because obviously uh, with a uh, lockdown coming uh, back in full effects, I just uh, I uh, there has to be some worry there. You know, I mean, there just has to be some worry. But with that said, actually, just um, you know, before I can before I get into the interview itself and the little clippings on again, to get into, um, I saw a headline the other day saying a uh, a Hollywood firm uh wants to make a, 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 a like a um. Don't know what you would call it—a film lot, for lack of a better phrase—in Dagenham. <laughs> I was—I just read that headline. I was just like, okay, sure, cool. <laughs> why not? <laughs> I mean, what else is there in Dagenham? I guess uh, you yeah, know, it's not much there for why. know, so uh, you know, if you want to, you want to bring the Hollywood people to Dagenham. <laughs> <laughs> By all means, go for it. And I hate when they say Hollywood firm. Like, say what the firm is, you know what I mean? Obviously, they say in the article, but like, you know, just... Don't just, don't say, don't just say Hollywood, you know what I mean? I don't know what that means. Like, they're not a monolith. They're not a squad. So I, I know I say it's firm, but still, it's just basic. Like, Hollywood wants to build... No, it's not, it's not Hollywood. It's just a firm, just a firm that may be based in Hollywood and works primarily in Hollywood, but... doesn't mean nothing anyway. Um, so let's just jump right into these uh, little clippings that I found uh, quite interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll read the questions if um, you know if they're obviously uh, necessary to the uh, overall context. So the line of questioning uh, Rottenberg goes into here, saying, uh, "Chris, in the chapter on Tenet, uh, you acknowledge that the film repeats a few ideas from movies like Inception, and you talk about the dangers of becoming too self-aware about your obsessions. Isn't that also a danger of collaborating with Tom?" Um, this is kind of interesting. Uh, the answer to this because um, I remember seeing one of the reviews for *Tenet*, and it was just like, basically, you know, Nolan's being too Nolan. <laughs> if that makes any sense, <laughs> I, I'm obviously paraphrasing, but basically, like, I think I feel like that's what most of the uh, more negative-leaning reviews were about. It's just like. Oh, great. It's just Nolan, but on steroids. Great. That's that's, that's fun for me. Um, But here's his answer to that. It says uh, self-consciousness is death to a filmmaker. It's not about it's not about not repeating yourself. It's about not not repeating. (laughs) Very detailed. Uh, It's about doing what's best for the story you need to tell and for giving the audience the best experience without considering it as a part of a body of work. But the great thing about the way that this project came together is that Tom never made it about considering a body of work. It was just fun. It wasn't a very self-conscious process. It was about much. It was a much broader, more colourful uh, conversation than that. And then Rombo goes on going. It is though an argument for taking movies seriously, and it's out. Uh, and it's out in a moment when the film business facing is facing existential challenges because of COVID-19. How do you see the outlook for movies? <laughs> Um, Sean gives a half decent answer actually I'll read his Uh, he goes I remember Chris and I had a conversation about the future of cinema a year or so ago and at the time I felt there was an abstract concept I'd never taken seriously the idea that the movies would ever end now of course we're in a very different world and we're finding out the future of movies on a week by week basis are there going to be movie theatres in a few weeks it feels like whatever was happening to the movie business is now happening at double the speed but I'd be curious to know what Chris's take on this and Chris goes uh, well, it's a different question to speak to. It's a difficult question to speak to, sorry. Um, if you're to- talking about the acceleration of existing trends, that's something I started reading right at the beginning of the pandemic. and ignores the reality that 2019 was the biggest year for theatrical movies in history, uh, films in history. They'd made the most money, uh, the admissions were huge. So to me, It's much more about what's the new reality we're living in. Warner Bros. released Tenet, and I'm thrilled that it has made almost $350 million. But I am worried that the studios are drawing the wrong conclusions from our release. That rather than looking at where the film has worked, well, excuse the fireworks. Apparently, people just love laying off fireworks now. I know it's near the 5th, but still, it's just like, either do it on the 5th or don't do it. You know what I mean? It's just You're just doing it for no reason. But anyway... Excuse the fireworks, where was I at? Um, that rather than looking at where the film has worked well and how that can provide them with much-needed revenue, they're looking at where it hasn't lived up to pre-COVID expectations and will start using that as an excuse to make an exhibition take all the losses from the pandemic instead of getting in the game and adapting or rebuilding our business. In other words, um, long-term movie going is a part of life like restaurants and everything else, but right now everybody has to adapt to a new reality. Um, So that's uh, basically the end of the interview, and there's a few more up top uh, that you guys can uh, uh, get into if you like. But I just found that interesting, like those, those... I don't really think he answered the question. (laughs) And, you know, I'm not really exactly expecting him to. Like, he's not God, so, like, you know, (laughs) I don't expect him to really know the answer. Um, I do see, I do feel that, um, you know, I, I talked about obviously the streaming, uh, wars, so to speak, a kind of an update to the streaming wars. I obviously have talked about for the past year, and you know, I talked about how Netflix, you know, obviously, um, uh, basically got fatter, uh, <laughs> basically got the most benefit out of obviously, uh, Corona and everyone locking down, uh, for obvious and logical reasons, but, um, it's 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 kind of um it reminds me it helps me back to the conversation I had with uh, Jim McGoggins um, obviously in the summer, and that was obviously um i, I don't know if it was during you know was it during lockdown Ma- yeah I, I'm assuming it was during lockdown, yeah, it must have been um and you know we talked about this briefly um basically i i think I asked him was just like um you know how do you think everything will pan out and um you know he i think he kind of gave the um uh, the regular answer of just like, you know, uh, yes, don't know, do you? I can't, everything's unpredictable right now, etc., etc., etc. Um, but the the fact of the matter is, is that I think studios are still happening, right? They're still churning out stuff. It's just a matter of, um, it's just a blockbuster matters, I think, that, um, that people are har- harping onto a lot, um, as it pertains to the whole conversation about everything, um, you know there's films like uh, rocks um that went onto netflix um uh, last month and you know that's a, excuse me that's an independent film that's an independent british film um you know it's got a black uh, a black woman as a lead you know i mean all of that all of that good stuff right all of that great stuff and you know it's not a it's not a film about gangs or anything like that you know it's it's not any of the it's not any of the stereotypical stuff that you know obviously that obviously can and has proven to be um, a worthy watch for the audience, right? It's just druma- it's just a you know, a, it's just a drama, dramatic film, you know. what I mean, if you you just have to get into it to um, see how you like it, to be honest. But I feel like there's more. There should be more emphasis um, in this whole conversation about um, about how audiences um, whether they feel like. Um, And this is another thing I had where this is another part of the conversation with uh, Jim Goggins, which I found very interesting. And it was just like, you know, obviously, you know, people like me and him and, you know, maybe a lot of you guys, I'm not sure, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to watch a film, I want to watch it in the best possible quality. And obviously for most people that is going to the local cinema, right? Whether it's a independent one or if it's a chain one, like, you know, Odeon or, um, uh, showcase, whatever, right, that's obviously the best, uh, way we want, it. we obviously want to see it in the best way, but I kind of want to know, and I don't think anybody has the answer to this, this is kind of the question I kind of, I feel like is, needs, is, um, it needs to be known by everyone, um, whether it's, you know, studios, or cinemas, etc, etc, whatever, um, how does, does the audience, just the casual, the casual, I'm talking about the casual, you know, run of the mill, you know, go to the cinema just because it's there, you know what I mean, just like for a day out kind of thing, or night out, whatever, you know, one of those people, right, um, go out for kicks and just go see a flick, you know what I mean, you, know, you want to go see flicks, you know what I mean, people like that, right, the casual ones, are they fine with seeing it on Netflix and on their TV, Regardless of how good their TV is, right? I don't care if cinema quality, whatever, right? Whatever you count as cinema quality. But anyway, yeah. what did they f- what, what are they comfortable with? Because I can see a film if I want to on Netflix, you know? I'm I'm cool with it. Um, I'd rather see it in a cinema. I tried to see Roma last year, and I just couldn't find the time to do it. And, um, like, the only cinema that showed it at one point, uh, at the one point I was free, was, like, all the way in West London. I was just like, that's a fucking trick. So I was just like, Nah. Um, But, you know, I just wonder, like, how invested are people in, like, you know, I have to see in the cinema, you know what I mean? Um, I didn't see Tenet, and that's just because I was um, kind of uncomfortable with the fact of going to a cinema during, um, you know, weeks, a week after the pandemic, and I was just like, uh, or the week after the lockdown eased up, and I'm just like, nah, 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 I don't feel comfortable with that, you know what I mean? I just didn't. I, I just couldn't feel comfortable with it, and um, you know, would I have done it in? in uh, would I have done it in hindsight? Maybe, maybe, don't know. Maybe I'm not sure really, but um, I just wonder that. I, I just wonder what does the casual film goer or optional film goer? Let's just say that. Obviously, there's film goers, you know, that want to go see the films, but the casual, um, you know, just film goers, and it's just like you know, I want to see it just because it's there. I just wonder are they completely comfortable with seeing everything on Netflix and everything downloaded off Sky Cinema or you know, wherever Virgin Media's um, equivalent is? Are they fine with seeing it on their phone or are they fine with seeing it on the TV? Like the newest shit. Now, I'm not talking about stuff that obviously dropped like five years ago, that's different, but like for the new shit, for the new releases. Are you fine with seeing it on Hulu? Are you fine with seeing it on HBO Max if you're in America? Are you fine with seeing it on Netflix or Amazon Prime Video? I'm personally not. I'd rather see it in a cinema. But I can definitely see in the climate that we're in right now, streaming is the kind of the only way, the only logical way and the smartest way um, in terms of health. So, um, obviously, this has gone so far from, from what Nolan was talking about, but I just wanted to kind of have a jumping-off point and uh, bring my own spin to it, so, uh, yeah, um, go pee that Nolan book if you really want to, (laughs) promo, why not, always here for that free promo, eh, um, uh, so this is a uh, second of uh, two music segments, and I just found this um, nice little read. Um, this is uh, in the This Much I Know series, I guess. I don't, I don't really know the... Uh, oh, Celebrities Share the Lessons Life Have Taught Them. That's basically what it is it's, uh, on The Guardian. So uh, it is by James McMahon. Um, this says Chuck D. Uh, I don't think old folks should be leaders. And that's uh, kind of the one I want to get into um, a little bit more in depth. Um, cause I learned the word gerontocracy, uh, this, uh, in the past week and I just found it so fascinating and I just found it so good. Like have a word that I can just use to shit on, uh, uh, the elders of our government. But anyway, we'll get to that when we get to that. It's near the end. Anyway, it's, it's ready to be sure. It's, it's a, it's a short little thing, so it's not really long. Um, but let's get into it. This is kind of fascinating just to get in the mind of Chuck D, um, the, the, the legend. Um. I have a great memory, uh, but it's complicated. I can recall events, occasions. Uh, I surprised my mother the other day by sketching out the apartment we lived in when I was one year old. Uh, when I was a one year old, but I have terrible memory for lyrics. It's caused problems for almost 40 years. And if you guys have uh, ever partook in a uh, Chuck D show, Public Enemy show, whatever, um, you know that um, if he messes up a lyric, he actually does uh, press ups. Um, so nice little um, reason to uh, get lyrics down, I guess. Uh, he he did it perfectly when I saw him. So you know, I didn't see no press ups, but uh, yeah, it happens. It happens. Uh, hip hop rerouted my life. Uh, I wanted to be an artist, and I came out of university highly skilled. But hip hop music bit me uh, in 1979, and I immediately knew where I had to take my art and my politics and my attention. Me and hip hop have grown up together. Uh, I'm from New York Long Island, and when I was a teenager, hip hop was in the air, but the air was low enough to, to grab. Rap is here forever. It's not just music, it's a vocal. You can rap across any kind of music. Saying rap won't be here forever uh, is like saying singing is going to stop. I never thought Public Enemy would achieve what they have. Uh, I just made a plan, worked hard to achieve it, and then moved on. A human being is always in constant evolution and movement. You wake up, your lungs are moving, you keep on going until they don't. Visiting Africa changed me. In 1992, I went to Ghana with stops in Nigeria and Egypt. It made me realise that I was standing where the world began, and that culture was as organic as sweat coming out of one's skin. Everything I heard, saw, and smelled has influenced me ever since. I prefer prefer the term black to African-American. You can be Charlie Theron, who's from South Africa, and be African-American. Oh, good point. I never actually thought of it like that. That's a great point. Um... (laughs) Black covers the whole gamut. Uh, black is all over the planet. Black is the antithesis of white supremacy, which tells us that white is pure, and the idea of and the ideal of everything and everything else is diseased. I support it, I support Black Lives Matter. I think it's a strong organisation and speaks to now. I think it's important in the age of Donald Trump that organisations come together, put aside micro differences, and collectively work to make him sit down. I can walk into a room and my skin can be louder than hell. Discussions about race and places that are institutionalised are controversial. Even if you just breathe and smile, it's going to be controversial. Public enemy were controversial, uh, confrontational, sorry. Uh, but how could we not be, especially back then? I don't think old folks should be leaders. I think old folks should be, I, I find it weird as, as, a, as a British person saying Folks. 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 It's just weird. It doesn't doesn't come out right. It's um, in American. It makes sense. Like folks, it just comes out better for Americans. You know what I mean? But I don't think it does. I don't think it does the job for um uh, for Brits anyway. Um, I don't think old folks should be there to give advice and counsel. Um, I think old folks should be there to give advice and counsel. Sorry. Um, I firmly believe in a retirement age of 65 for those in government. I'm 60 now. I'm what you call triple OG. And I'm here for advice and counsel, not to lead. It's a great point. Um, there is too much gadgetry between our souls. I believe we live in a time where people listen too much with their eyes. I think listening could be much more useful than talking. Try to do as many positive things in life as you can. I'm at a stage where I know I've got more behind me than ahead of me. I have no time for worrying. You've got to get up and do things. Um, so that's the entirety of it. And I just, um, I just found some like. I just found the whole thing quite interesting, and, um, you know, as this uh, as this episode drops on Thursday, it's actually going to be the fourth anniversary of uh, The Fifth Element, um, obviously the reason why, I, basically the reason why I do this, obviously the podcast network and, you know, all the write-ups and stuff like that, uh, the whole site in general, and just the, I, I, I don't know if I call it a brand, I don't know what's called it, really, an entity, I guess, <laughs> it's a very cop-out way of saying things. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting, you know, when he, when, when I hear people like Chuck talking about hip hop, it just makes, it just, um, it, it, it fascinates me, um, when they talk about it in such a loving way that I can completely understand where they're coming from, even though like for me personally, I guess my love hip hop is like, you know, my genuine love for it is like, you know six years old like I'm just gonna be real with you six it's like I six it was it was only like six years ago until I like you know started properly getting into hip-hop music in general you know trying to explore for myself so you know it's really six years but obviously I've learned a lot in the past four years especially um and obviously with the you know stuff like digging digits and um um, and just uh, general write-ups you know I mean just I've learned a lot and it's um and it's given me a love for for it as a as an entity. Um, I actually have written something in preparation for the day for the fifth of November, the anniversary of the fifth element, and um, I, I think it puts it quite succinctly. So um, you know, stay 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 on the IG for that one um, for that one, guys. Uh, if you if you are so inclined, um, but yeah, I just I just love it when you know people like Chuck can still talk about you know, hip-hop in just such a a loving way, even though the hip-hop they grew up with is very, very different (laughs) to what it is now, um, so I think that's kind of cool, um, I love the black African-American point, I've never actually thought of it like that, um, and I just wonder how many, uh, you know, um, uh, African American uh black African Americans uh think like that. Um uh, this guy's kind of interesting and uh you know, it always there's always a question of that of how I reference myself, you know what I mean? In terms of identity. And I feel like, you know, most um black Brits or however you wanna however you guys want to word yourselves, um, think of themselves. Um how they you know, I think um, we should be having a census sometime in the next couple of years, right? I think I feel like a is in the census every 10 years So I think the last one was like 2011 if I'm correct I'm not really sure but I feel like we should have in Because uh, obviously in, officially on the census I'm uh, white and black Caribbean um, So you know Officially that's what I am um, But you know obviously I don't say that in, <laughs> Obviously I don't say that In a, in general conversation Hi I'm Charlie, white and black Caribbean <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Nobody does that, but, um, but, you know, it's the same with African-Americans, so, you know, and obviously Chuck Z gives it as black, so I kind of find out, um, obviously the, uh, the, the old folks should be leaders, I just, uh, that actually brings it very succinctly to, uh, the last segment of the, of the episode, um, so let's just, let's just get the music in and, uh, let's just get into that, because, um, that kind of really just bleeds right into, uh, the start of my, uh of my U.S. election thought dump, so uh, let's just jump right into that. So I finish up with the life topic, life segment, and uh, yeah, brain dump time. So, I've just um i've I've just been so fascinated with the u s selection like i'm I'm not even, like, exactly invested um in it you know what I mean I watched the first debate live because I was just awake that time and i and my, my, I'm glad I'm glad I watched that because it was such a bloodbath it was absolutely comical like now that is some reality TV I watched like that's that's some reality TV right there if you watch that live you know exactly what I'm talking about like it's just I couldn't imagine being in America at this point, right? It's just so funny. Um but anyway, uh I I'm not I'm not I'm not exactly invested in that fashion, right? You know, I listen to I listen to a couple of political podcasts, you know, what I mean, and uh, I just I just like it in terms of just um I I, I just like it uh, in terms of knowledge, you know, gathering. I just find it kind of interesting in how, you know, it's uh, how people dissect the concepts of you know, liberal thinking, centrism, you know, I mean, just conservative views, all of that stuff, right, I just find it, I just find it interesting, right, to just, um, to, to look at from a glance and, you know, not to, not get too bogged down into it, because, um, because, uh, it's, it's some, because it, it, it can get to a point where it starts to piss me off, right, um, but, I just um I I just seen this um and obviously like I said at the start of the episode you know what I mean the uh, the the U.S. election isn't finished yet um it's a it's a, a Biden's got a few there's like five states left to declare or something like that as I record so uh, and obviously by the time this episode drops it's probably all over anyway so uh, you know just just know just know just know where I'm at um, live <laughs> as I record all right um but regardless who wins to be completely honest I'm not really I don't really um I don't say I don't care but um it's a, i it's more about um the way I want to talk about this is more about or um yeah more about uh looking forward i guess and uh, and also looking back not exactly in the moment in this sense um whoever wins uh the fact that it's um the the one thing I've come across and when I woke up this morning um, I, you know, I, you know, I took the obligatory look, I was like, oh, did it finish yet, did it finish yet, and I didn't, I didn't get the, uh, notification that, uh, you know, th- this person won, so, um, I was like, oh, taste mm, tasty, is so you not over yet, is, is it still continuing, and, uh, yeah, it's still continuing, um, and I had two thoughts in my head when I woke up and saw the fact that it was still going, um, the first thought, uh, for me was, um, this is probably good for America because uh, I feel like I feel like from people I was talking to that are Americans uh, the other the past couple of days um, they seem a bit on edge like I don't I, don't, I've, I feel like they 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 you know they're acting as if you know they're prepared but you know, there's a there's some angst there's some angst there you know what I mean like, I saw I saw a, was it a video of um was it was it Washington uh, like, boarding up, like, shops and shit, like, with wood, and you know, just ready for carnage, ready for anarchy, I was just like, oh, interesting, um, if that ain't an omen for things, I don't know what is. um, so, yeah, that, that was, that was kind of the first thought, because I was like, I think it's good that it, you know, everyone had a chance to, you know, have a rest, and come back the next day, um, maybe the anxiety's still there, but I feel like everyone has time to chill out, you know, what I mean, there's, but then I thought again. I was just and my second thought was, how the fuck is this so tight? And you know I shouldn't really be surprised, right? And yeah, you know, you know I mean, but it it just has to come as a surprise sometimes. You know what I mean? Like you just, and it's the same with um, and it's the same with the fact that conservatives. Like I, you know what I mean? I was I was thinking uh, a few days ago, right? Uh, you know, connection to all of this, I was thinking about um, the, the the snap election we had um, in the UK a few years ago, right, and I was really, really, like, invested in it, because I saw that as, you know, just the the opportunity delivered from the gods kind of thing, you know what I mean, obviously I'm not religious like that, but that's a, a snap election does not come regularly, okay, like, we as a country, as a society, really had the opportunity to just reverse all of this shit, and just, you know, just pump the brakes on all of the bullshit, like, we, we had the opportunity, you know what I mean, like, we, we fucked, well, you guys fucked up, right, you, you guys fucked it up when you gave the Tories another five years, okay, you had that coalition, and for some reason, you decided to give them a majority. And I was just like, I'm lost for words. Again, excuse the fireworks in the background. I'm lost for words, right? And then came the snap election. Because Cameron fucked off, and Theresa May came in, uh, voted in by Conservative Party members. I forgot the number, but it was like a piddly number. It was like 1% of the UK just basically voted for Prime Minister. I'm just like... No, we need a snap election, and everyone was like that. Everyone was like, "We need a snap election," and they actually gave it to us. and reminder: they didn't have, to, excuse me, they didn't have to. Like they could have just gone, "Nah, fuck yourself." <laughs> they could, like, easily just could have gone, "Nah, bun yourselves. We're still the we're still the majority. Ah uh, ah uh, ah, uh, fuck off, right? They could have easily done that, right? But they gave us a snap election. They gave us one, right? And I was thinking about it the other day. I was just like. We really fumbled the bag, like we really fumbled the bag, and I'm kind of having the same thought with like the U.S. right now, bro. If Trump gets another four years, wow, what a bag fumble! Like Biden, for for those that aren't exactly like invested in this, and you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah it's completely fine if you guys not being invested because another thought I've been having is just like, why am I invested even a, even a small iota of this? Like why am I why am I even a smidgen invested in this? I'm not invested in the French elections. I'm not invested in the German elections. I'm not invested in the Spanish elections. I'm not even invested in the Republic of Ireland elections. yeah, you know I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not even invested in Scotland, or Wales. Northern Ireland I'm not invested in any of it I'm just invested in the in in the overall UK government and I guess in some way that means I am invested in you know the Welsh and Scottish and Irish but obviously they don't make up all the numbers obviously it's conservative Labour you know etc right it's the English parties right for for better or worse so yeah in some ways I'm invested in them but low-key not right but I'm not even invested in like neighboring countries, any of that. But for some reason, there's just a there's just an enticement to me personally, not maybe not to you guys about the U.S. election. It just fascinates me. It, re- it really does. And I just I just get snap election vibes from this. And again, it's not finished. It's not all over. You know what I mean? Biden can win. Trump can win. It's, it's all up in the air, right? As I record, just wanna fro- just wanna lock that down again. But just I'm just getting big snap election vibes here, a big snap election vibes of just disappointment, and it makes me think about the future because um, Biden, as a as a as a as a as a, uh, in terms of ideology, is not exactly progressive, right? He's 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 basically the let's not rock the boat president, potential president Asterisk. asterisk on p- potential, right? He's he's the he's the less settled the waves because obviously Trump is like a fucking drunk driver just vroom, 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 vroom just left and right weaving everywhere does everyone crashing around him crashing burn you know uh uh, uh like, like an episode of uh, wildest police chases which is one of the fucking best shows ever uh, this man thinks he can break the laws just oh that guy's voice is golden. I don't know. I don't know man's voice, but if you guys know, you know. If you know, you know. Absolute G voice. Anyway, uh, tangent aside. Like Biden is just the you know keep the wheel steady president, right? But I have to. But I always think about like the future, right? And this is where I'm thinking. And this is kind. Of, and this kind of harks back to um, my mini rant on conservatism. I think last episode, right? So if you guys haven't listened to that, go back to that because um, uh, I I went off. I actually got a headache after recording that because I was so lightheaded. I was reco- I was speaking so fast about it. I literally just had to like, sit down for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I literally just had to stop and just take some- drink some water because I was just like getting so lightheaded from all the talking. Um, But I just wonder when is the moment when we can actually just like, you know, move forward as collective societies and by when i mean move forward i mean make genuine sweeping changes and i'm not talking about you know um uh re-establishing um i don't know for example like uh, you know stopping from child char- stopping child poverty from you know actually happening right which you know factually under the tory government has risen in the past, in, in the years that the Tory party have been in power, obviously in the past 10 years, right, it's been a thing, um, you can talk about community centres, all that kind of stuff, homelessness, it's all relevant, right, I'm not talking about that kind of stuff, because that shit should be, you know, logical, shouldn't happen kind of stuff, I'm talking more about progressive stuff, I'm talking more about, like, you know, the fact that climate, um, the climate crisis should be locked down now, like immediately. Not in twenty fifty, not in twenty thirty, not these fucking forecasts, none of that. Sort it out now. Like let's let's lock off. Um like and you know, this is just I'm just spitballing, I'm not saying like, you know, this is it's not with any factual backing or whatever, I'm just saying it just to say it. You know, what I mean locking getting into electric vehicles like guaranteed, right? Just doing that more often. Investment in public transport and I'm not talking about HS2 because that's different. I'm talking about, you know, let's let's start off with, again, this is much more of a logical option, nationalising the railways again because clearly, um, what's the, what's the, what's my um, local one, um, Trent Italia, something like that. Do you guys know how much it costs to get, uh, to get on a train and travel across Europe? Go look it up. Go look it up and watch your eyes water. ...from how fucking cheap it is... ...to go from like France to Italy... ...to actually travel from country to country... ...like the prices... ...will make your eyes water... ...well actually... ...will make you squirm... ...and then go look at the prices from like... ...I don't know... ...London to fucking Birmingham... ...for example... ...you will start crying from how... (laughs) ...from how extortionate... uh, ...train prices are in the UK... ...extortionate... ...anyway... That's I'm talking. That that's all. That's all basic shit. That's all basic shit that we should be doing, right? But I'm talking about like further shit, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about further shit. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about you know the electric cars, all that stuff. You know, what I mean the actual progressive stuff, focusing on climate change, like legitimately, and not doing all this bullshit. I'm just wondering when we're we gonna stop with like the with just the peddling back and forth, with the oh, let's let's let um, let's have a conversation about taxing the rich. Let's just fucking do it. Let's just fucking do it. Because what are billionaires doing for us, ladies and gentlemen? Legitimate question. Like, and and I and you know I can't be asked talking with these people about like uh, the, the talk about like oh they earned it, right? And so you're cool with them hoarding the money. Because that's what they're doing. They're just hoarding money. It's just money hoarding. Nobody needs billions, ladies and gentlemen. Nobody. Nobody needs billions to live. To live. Emphasis, bold, italics, monospace. To live. Nobody needs billions to live. You can have billions to flex. Sure. You could you can have all the billions to flex. But for some of us we for, for Bruce's millions, hello. Like sometimes you only need billions to flex. There shouldn't excuse me, there shouldn't be billionaires. Like and, and this is obviously like you know, some ideology that I just can't name at the moment. But like, you know, I don't think it should I don't think I should exist. And we can't even have these conversations in, like, Parliament, we can't, because we're busy getting bogged down in fucking homelessness and the fact that it exists, or child poverty and the fact that we, the fact that the past month has been mired by the fact that Tories can't even give children fucking school meals, like, that was a month of, of time wasted, ladies and gentlemen. Understand that, and this is the same with a lot of countries, guys. You know, I can name lots of other countries that get bogged down in all this bullshit. All countries, to be honest, like all democratic countries get, get bogged down in this bullshit. And you know, we're not the worst, you know. what I mean, um, you know, go look at India for example, like that. That shit, woof, boy, absolutely pff, don't even know how to, how to even describe what's going on in India politically, right but i ju- i just get tired of this sometimes and i just wonder like when are we going to stop chatting about the most logical common sense things that should happen children be not being hungry yeah i think that's common sense that they should be fed yeah yeah i feel i feel that i feel i don't, I don't know about you guys but i feel like there should be you know programs in place to feed children maybe 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 I feel like there should be programs to, you know, help, you know, home the homeless. And, you know, maybe help give them opportunities to actually, you know, work. Maybe, maybe. Is that radical? <laughs> Apparently it must be because we keep having these conversations about it for the past five, ten years. And I just don't get it. I just don't get it anymore. So whatever happens in the US election, um, just, just, you know, and for any election, for any, you know, democratic election, um, in the next probably 10, 20 years, just know that fuck all will change regardless of who's ahead, uh, regardless of who's leading it, and, you know, that's kind of the depressing fact that, well, not depressing fact, but it's not a fact, but, you know, that's kind of the depressing opinion I have over it, um, you know, while I, f- while I try and find, you know, like, f- I guess I find some form of entertainment, Um, and some form of education from, uh, you know, looking up US election and obviously the UK general election and others, other political stuff. Um, You know, I was looking up... um, The only thing I didn't look up recently was, like, uh, that recent France uh, thing about uh, the the teacher getting his head cut off. That's a bit too far for me. I'm not... (laughs) I I don't even want to touch that. (laughs) Fuck. I don't even want to touch that societal whatever you want to call it, political, religious, all of that, nah, nah, France is, France is a step too far, step too fast for me, I, I just, I just don't want to, don't want to do it, there's too much for that, um, but yeah, I guess as a final thought, um, you know, whatever happens, nothing's going to change, for the US it ain't going to change, regardless if it's the Tories, or Labour, or Fucking hell! Any other party that actually might get a fucking foot in the door. Nothing will change, not in the dramatic sense that I feel like we should be getting at now. Like it's twenty twenty, guys. Like I feel like tit tatting over homelessness, and spending two months, two months over whether we should feed children. And a year, nearly a year now, of wondering what the fuck we should do as it pertains to this pandemic. I I feel like we should be ahead of everything right now. You know what I mean? And all of this backtracking and just getting stuck in the mud. It's just tiresome. But I just feel like it'll just continue on. And on that depressing note... From Fifth End Podcast Network I've been Charlie Taylor And it's been What's Good It has to be done guys It has to be done I mean just You know There, there can be silver linings But you know I'd Sometimes you just have to leave it On just the uh, You know It is what it It is what it is uh, Moment You know what I mean You just have to leave it like that So uh, Anyway Intro music has been too much By Vanilla Interlude music has been visited by Pauldor You can find both of their tunes Find their websites Links uh, Website links and the full show notes, thanks to Chirp Records for a bit of the songs. You can also find their entire Bandcamp discography in the full show notes. Uh, go peek those. And, uh, yeah. hope you all have a good week. I should always try and do the same. And until the next time, take it easy. Ladies and gentlemen.